Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 419. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. This The giant blue ball over here is me, DJ Ron Mess. The giant blue bob of fat over here is Ari Rockefeller. Lord. And I'm Mako-chan? Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so normally instead of seeing my ugly mug, which is probably a lot of you are pretty thankful for, there's a giant bulging blue s skype symbol and that's there because i guess skype doesn't want to play well with streamlabs obs and if you notice on the right hand side of the screen i mean on the left hand side there's no rundown i i guess next week we'll be trying a different uh streaming software to see if we don't run into these same issues. I may just have to do what the rest of the VOG people are doing, you know. So, how is everybody doing tonight? Uh. <sighs> mm. I'll take that as a, well, okay then. Um, mm -hmm. And as Theo X 75 uh, is, says, is slobs getting buggy, as in Streamlabs OBS? Well, it's been in beta for God knows how long, and it's still in version 06016.3, so maybe. So, I will be trying something later, so... I will probably be doing a couple of test streams later in the week, with the, probably with the original OBS Studio and a couple of other things, but I'll get into further details about that in just a minute. So, this is the part of the show where... I will suffer in silence because of the weather, because of the heat in the studio. Um, we're going to go around and ask everyone, how was their week? How was their day? Uh, kicking things off, Ari. <clears throat> uh, well, payday was today. ka -ching. And most of that already went to bills and whatnot. Ooh, I know that feel. Yeah, yeah, paid my car payment and uh, let's see what else. And a power bill like, before even getting out of bed. Mm. And uh, let's see. I got to do uh, laundry soon. I had to run out and get a, what do you call it, laundry detergent and a softener. Mm. I hear that. Although I do, uh, I did learn today that because I'm on an archive of my own and have some of my stuff there, I uh, became a Hugo Award-winning author by proxy. Because, you know, the award was given to them, and uh, it just, you know, trickled down to everyone else who, you know, posts on there, so. Speech! Speech! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I just learned about it today. I'm like, I even like, asked them on Twitter, like, wait, am I going to... Do I have to put this on my business card or something? I, somebody, you are the only one that said that. I know that much. <laughs> yeah, I also asked that on my person, on my mm. uh, Facebook page. But uh, other than that, it's just been, uh, you know, another long, droll week. Mm. At least at work, 
we got this new software update that if the you know the ticket you give us is older than 20 hours yeah yet you pay the maximum fare because for, for like months now people have been giving us old tickets who have scammed the tolls especially uh truckers mm-hmm so we got that rectified we're just waiting for all the uh, pushback which will be so much fun <laughs> but anyway yeah that's how things that. been going for me mm. huh I say I I hear you on that all right um Marco how was your week how was your day um same old same old <laughs> Uh, basically, I did a little bit of shopping this weekend. You mean retail therapy? Something like that. Um, more like I wanted to go to Bath and Body and see their Halloween stuff before Mm -hmm. it sold out. Yeah. Um, so I ended up getting one of their candles, because shit smells pretty. What you end up getting? Uh, it's a scent called Ghoul Friend. Oof. Sounds huh. beastly. Well, it's the, the main scent is strawberry. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's a very gray-colored candle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, I got some uh, candy, which, you know, I didn't need, but fuck it. And I got some shit in uh, Hot Topic for some cosplay stuff. And basically just, you know, walked around the mall. That's nice. Well, if you're so, looking for a coupon for uh, candle stuff, I got a coupon from uh, Yankee Candles that give you a free large candle. Yeah, I got a couple of them. Um, I went in there while I was there looking for a very specific scent. And came to find out that uh, came out again about uh, two months ago, and then they, you know, got rid of it again about two and a half months ago. Mm. I mean, a, a month and a half ago. So it seems that it's their fiftieth anniversary, so they're bringing back some of their older scents mm. in a like a special thing, and that was one of them. And it's already sold out because you know it's an old scent. So I'm gonna have to wait until I can actually get up to the uh, flagship store. Mm. And may because mm, go hmm? no, go on, go on, go on. No, because the flagship store carries not only their current line but most of their discontinued line. Oh, okay. And my apologies if you hear typing in the background. I'm kind of catching up with some comments on Facebook. People asking me about OBS and all that good stuff. So, And it's also explaining why certain somebody's blocked on my Facebook. So, story for another <laughs> time. Yeah. If you, if you, if you, Marco, if you see it, you'll, you'll gladly understand. But, um, I smell something interesting outside my windows. It's not what I think it is, but... Uh. Anywho, my weekend day was interesting. So, some of you may or may not know, I'm in the Windows Insider build. So, um, every so often I get patch updates. Basically, 
I, the versions of Windows that you're running now, I've been running for, for a while. And I just get tweaks and add-ons. So generally, every six or seven build updates, I'll just wipe my system and just do a fresh install. And I've been very lazy about it. And I know there has been some tinkering issues here and there since I did my upgrade back in June, back in um, January. So went in, decided to go ahead and do a, a up, wipe my hard drive, do an install of Windows. Everything came together as per normal. And then we'll get back to that. So Saturday, I went out with some friends to a party, had an average time, came home Sunday did my laundry and it was one of those times where I had a I usually spend maybe about six or seven dollars doing laundry and so forth but I had almost 20 bucks I took everything and went up to the laundromat and I believe I went out ran some errands picked up some stuff and then that brings us to today where you know I got home from work relaxed had dinner and started prepping stuff for the podcast so in other words making sure the software was running right, the audio was good, and everything. That's part of the reason why we were running late. Um, as you can see, there is no sidebar rundown. You can't see me. I'm, a pro I'm probably going to change that to, uh, um, to a picture of Ron Misaltomi for the time being. That will make the most amount of sense. I'll see if I can find something. I'll probably do that, you know. And that's why I was late. I was trying to get everything together, make sure everything worked fine, but it did not. So looks like next week I'll be playing around with a different application. And and I've had these issues in the past, and I've tweeted to Streamlabs. And they kept saying it was fixed, but in this case, it is not. So I will just use what everybody else on Vogue uses, regular OBS Studio, and just take it from there. And as some people say, Streamlabs OBS is optimized for gaming. True. I just like how everything just came together. The only thing that's kind of going to suck is just redesigning everything the way I want it to be, but it'll be a local save to the hard drive, but I will deal with it. I got this. I believe I have some free time on Friday where I can sit down and start playing with it and some free time on Sunday, so it's not so bad. But there is a patch update waiting, so if I run this patch update and this fixes it, I'm probably going to scream. But it's a little too little, uh, too late. So, yeah, that's basically my week and day. And that brings us to the next part of the show, uh, Weekly Nerd Swag, which unfortunately I get an automatic pass because I can't show off my Weekly Nerd Swag. Oops. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And it, I, it was something that I, 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 something cool that I like too. So I'll show it off next week. But in the meantime, uh, we got Mako-chan with her weekly nerd swag. So what is it? Uh, well, yeah. As I said, I collect pop figures. Mm -hmm. Um, so I saw that this one was going on sale for the holiday season. And I did not get in on the original Sanderson sisters when they were boxed alone, but I really liked the movie moment one, so decided what the hell and got it. The Sanderson sisters. It looks more. It's more like uh, Tom Cat and his two si and his two sisters. <laughs> and by Tom Cat, I mean that's an awesome, amazing uh, cosplayer out of Long Island. So. 
I hope he brings back his B pool. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ari, what's your weekly nerd swag? It's uh, more sentimental and not as nerdy as other things, but... Uh, Go for it. Have you ever heard of Don Pablo's? Kinda. It's a Mexican restaurant. It was all over the country. And uh, I had a card for him and all that. I like to go there a lot because, you know, it was cheap. It was relatively cheap and they had good deals on uh, yeah. throughout the week. Like the unlimited bur- unlimited uh, enchiladas and tacos on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Ooh. But all of a sudden they just started closing down. Like the one that was a couple town, like a town over from me was the last one in the country for and it was open for like three weeks, and then it just... They all just disappeared. I am going to assume it has something to do with the franchising or something. I have no idea what happened, but... Oh, oh, look at that. Don Pablo's website is completely gone now. Wow. I would say Google it. You might find some insider news on what happened. But save that for after the show. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, just... Everything just abrupt abruptly closed and well that was the end of that mm. right. I, so, I apologize if I'm looking at my phone a lot I have to uh, get into a fight with a stash invest on my phone it's an investment app oh I, uh, I, I use stash they had misinterpreted one of the uh, questions I asked and their response was okay we'll close your account for you Oof. and uh, since it's 10 o'clock EST, I'm probably not going to be able to talk to somebody in person until tomorrow. Yeah, they'll take care of that. I hope so. Alright, well, since I'm not able to show off my nerd swag, I'm going to field some questions and cover a couple things real quick. Uh, Gina Gina Brick1 says she won't use Windows 10 till there's no other choice. I get you. I know people love Windows 7, and I get it. But I will say this. Windows 10 is fast, it's powerful, and it's secure. Because when that Win 7 cutoff happens, there will be no security patch updates. And there will be some powerful viruses and trojans that your antivirus cannot protect you from. So, besides, just so you know, the upgrade to Windows 10 is still going on for free. Trust me on that. And if you need, and, and, and anybody that's watching, if you have questions about Windows 10, or how did you get the upgrade, or how to get things going, shoot me a message, and I'll give you some advice, because I do this for a living. And don't forget, we are not just live on Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, our home channel. We're also hosted by some amazing people, including those at Vogue Network. You can check out their shows, uh, Orange Dollars Radio and B- the Bobby Blackwell Show, Sun- live Sunday starting at 8 p.m. at Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. And we have our Discord, which is vognetwork.com slash Discord. All the Vogue shows have a channel, so come by, hang out, leave some awesome news. Hey, it's all good. And as TheoX75 says, Win 10 runs great on an M2 SSE. You're right, good sir. When I did my rebuild of Windows 10 over the weekend, Windows installed in five minutes. Right off the flash drive. I just need to figure out how to properly slipstream updated drivers or something like that. But, eh, it's just not a big deal. Anywho, moving right along. Let's get into uh, tonight's topics. Um, 
we're going to talk about something that happened to a Chinese cosplayer at Comic Cat. All right. I am not, I won't, I, I'm probably, well, I don't know anybody that's really been freaked out by getting their picture taken at a con. I mean, I have come across cosplayers who get excited with their picture taken, and I've seen cosplayers where they just, they can't even walk five feet without like a horde of photographers just kind of coming out of nowhere taking their pictures. And I know for some people that can be very anxiety inducing because it's so many people and you're just trying to get somewhere. Now, in Japan, we've seen pictures of massive photographers, I'm talking 30, 40, in a circle taking pictures of cosplayers wearing various cosplays. And they're very respectful for the most part. And I said here, you can't have that in the U.S. because somebody's going to do something stupid and ruining it for everybody. I hate to say, this actually happened in Japan. A Chinese cosplayer was, was cosplaying. Um, sorry about that. If you heard the dog, that's in the outside neighbors. My apologies. All right. Now, the cosplayer, her Twitter account is Ruby0921, where she talked about everything that basically happened. She was cosplaying, and she was wearing, like, a short Chinese dress known as a chengasm. It's kind of similar to what Chun-Li wears in Street Fighter. Something similar. But more like a form-fitting dress. Basically, the photographers swarmed, but they got too close. They were basically getting closer to take pictures and they some of them were trying to stick the camera up her skirt for for top for photos and stuff like that it got to the point where this cosplayer just basically got on the ground covered her legs with a notebook trying to stop these pervs from getting these for these pictures and this is and this is just absolutely disgusting i wanted to say something else that more of a classier word but it ain't, there's nothing classy about this shit. It's just absolutely disgusting. Basically, social media is upset about the whole thing. And, and I will say, thankfully, she was able to get out of there. And as what's interesting is, as this was going on... There was event staffers shouting at the photographer saying this shoot is canceled, trying to shoo people away, trying, you know, but as you can see from from the video on her Twitter page, it, 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 did, it didn't, you know, people were just still going at it. I guess they can't literally t tell people, you know, back the fuck up. No, um, they eventually got her out of there. Yeah. They just had to fight through the crowd to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, but, yeah, the, I mean, yeah, at the same time, I've seen the pictures mm -hmm. from other people, and that's basically Comicette. Yeah. Granted, I mean, it's know, very unfortunate, but... Yeah, for, the, for the most part, when we talk about Comicette and we talk about these large photo circles, it's a lot more civilized and respectful. Um, I gave the wrong Twitter account. The Twitter account I gave was, was a witness of somebody that was there when all of this went down. Now, the cosplayer herself said that, basically said, regardless of what happened, it didn't spoil her being at Comic-Cat, which I'm happy about. And you can find her at, her Twitter account is all, A-L-L, -L, 
1108-ALL-ALL-A-L-L-A-L-L. So if you want to see some more pictures. But I guess, you know, I'm not going to say where the bad habits came from. But the fact of the matter is we, we have these bad habits and, and, and we got to stop. And I'll say this once and I'll say it again. If you're taking the cosplayers for talk picture, take it. It's fine. Be respectful about it. If there's a group of photographers taking pictures, go ahead. You know, if it's cool, take pictures. If you notice it getting a little closer or trying to tighten things for better pictures, step up and say something about it. You know, not because you're trying to score brownie points. Do it because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Remember. Cosplay is not consent. And if you believe otherwise, let's see how long you last at a convention with that mentality. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I mean... While that is definitely, like, one of their most popular things in Mm -hmm. those circles is to do... uh, panty shots and things like that. The fact that they swarmed her and... She couldn't eat, like, she could not find a position that she could have a photo yep. taken without them doing upskirt shots. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what she did, they would come up basically under her, which that's a new low. I right mean, in I front was, of a I, woman when she was fully aware, too. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, I, they've they've been like that, and a lot of the people that get their photos taken in certain areas outside of comic know that that's what happens and prepare for it. But at the same time, they don't, I mean, they really, they don't usually go up all on them like that. Yeah. That is the first time I've seen them get that crazy. Yeah, and I get, you know, it, it's like, you know, when you see something odd or screwy going on somewhere else, you know we got a problem on our hands. Mm-hmm. I'm just basically saying be the better man, be the better woman. If you see something like this going on, just absolutely say something, you know, really, you know, step up. Back, tell them to back off. You might lose brownie points with your fellow peeps, but remember, it's always about the right thing to do. And just remember, she said that anybody that does that next year, she's going to kick them. Exactly. Now, I will say... Hopefully in the balls. Good. Now, I will say, there are some cosplayers who are perfectly okay with upskirt shots. Ask first. Like, whenever I take pictures of Cami cosplayers or 2B cosplayers, like Cami, you know her wind pose where she turns around and you see the back of her cosplay, of her outfit. Even though that's part of Cami, not every Cami cosplayer will do that, so I ask. Same thing with 2B. The way she runs and poses, doing back shots and booty shots and so forth. Again, I ask if it's okay. But if it's cool, I take the picture. If not, I just do a regular picture, hand them a card. Move on. Yeah, exactly. A little respect goes a long way. 
And now that I got that <clears throat> out of my system. Ari, tell us what's up with the, with the producer of Demon Slayer. Sure thing. Thanks. Watch that fizz break down. Five of these for two at ShopRite. Good deal. <clears throat> Let's see. During a recent chat with comicbook.com, a producer in Demon Slayer opened up about the next steps the anime might take. While Yuma Takahashi doesn't know any of the set plans at the moment, the producer says the anime's future greatly depend on fans and her support of the franchise. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> First, we're going to give our all to these 26 episodes that are in production right now, and when we don't have any future plans, I'd like to start thinking about anything beyond that once we are done said Takahashi. With that being said, it's really tough to continue making this without the strong support from our fans, so on behalf of all the staff, it would make us happy if everyone continued supporting the show and lots of people who watch the show. A.K.A. Please support the original release, Industrialized. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. The wish was granted within the last week. The most recent episode of Demon Slayer went live days ago, and it trended wide, worldwide on social media for over a day. Anime fans are blown away at the production team's gorgeous animation and have bought the anime's overall <clears throat> quality into the spotlight. With a whole new slew of fans under its belt, everyone is hoping Demon Slayer will keep fans glued to the TV for years to come. Uh, debuted in Weekly Shonen Jump in February 2016, and it's got the rundown of the synopsis right here. I will uh, post the link in the chat for you all to check out yourself. Awesome, thank you. But, uh, yeah, it does look pretty beautiful. Can't wait to see more of it. This is just another one of those, this series on a long list of series I need to check out, but can't get around to doing for whatever the fuck reason. Mm. Again, this kind of goes back to things that we have discussed on the show previously. If you like a series, support it one way or another. Watching through illegal streams, by uh, watching, downloading fan subs, is not legs and shit. It, it doesn't help. Yeah, I get it. It's your only way out, and I get that. And yes, watching it online. Remember, you can watch Funimation for free with commercials. You can watch Crunchyroll for free with commercials. It's. If you can deal with commercials, then support it. Buy merch from it. That's what you got to do. You got to show. I mean, not for nothing. One of my favorite shows was Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. It got the ratings right off the back. But it mm -hmm. got canceled after the first season because the merch didn't sell. In that case, it's a slight different take. But there have been shows where the ratings have been eh, eh, back and forth. But it kept going because people bought the merch. People bought it things legally to show support. I mean, fuck. If you could drop money on Love Life soundtracks, I, I think you can buy a DVD of this. I just say. Mm-hmm. All right, moving right along. Mako-chan, bring us some good news. Uh, so, yeah... Um, it looks like there's going to be, or at least there is currently, a, a an ex an exhibition of about seventy pieces of original art from Kyoto Animation that avoided the fire. 
It's going to be free, and it's going to run at the Imai Shoten Group Center bookstore until about August 31st. Uh, the exhibition is located in, in the Studio Wonder section of the store, where five original pieces of art are on display with messages from Kyoto Animation Directors. Uh, Studio Wonder manager uh, Eriko Suzuki told the Asahi Simbun that the exhibition was planned prior to the arson attack, but the materials were sent afterwards. Mm. Um, and, and then it goes on to saying that she was very surprised that the production materials actually arrived. Um, they weren't burned because they were housed in a separate place from the studio from where the arson took place. So visitors can offer donations to Kyoto Animation at a donation box at the uh, exhibition. And then another free one will be happening at the Museum of Kyoto, who is uh, displaying posters of works by Kyoto Animation. And that's going to also run through August. So, yeah. At the beginning, you almost said excavation. Mm. And knowing what happened, it was almost accidentally appropriate mm -hmm. yeah so I mean it's definitely good that the uh, some of the art was kept off site so they didn't have to worry about it that's good I'm happy about that mm. Alright, and I think we have some more good news. Uh, yeah, so there is a Lupin the Third documentary, and that actually is airing today in Japan. Wow. It's called And So Lupin the Third Was Born, The Men Who Breathed Life Into Him. Um, it's airing on NHK BS Premium today as part of the broadcaster's Another Stories Crossroads of Fate program. And the, uh, the documentary is bringing together interviews with staff and cast from the long-running anime thief's career to discuss the series' popularity. Um, some of the guests include the manga's former editor, Chiko Matomi, uh, Monkey Punch's contemporary Baron Yoshimoto, and Lupin the Third's uh, Fujiko Minds Lai producer Yu uh, Kiyozono. Uh, the original Lupin the Third television anime director Masaki Osumi will appear on the program to talk about changes he was required to make to the anime to comply with the broadcast station at the time. They're also bringing in some of the original voice actors and some of the other character designers that appeared um, that had worked on the program as well. So cool. that's pretty damn cool. And I would love to see a translation of it. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody did it. Just saying, if you look around, yeah, somebody. Yeah, the, I, I'm pretty sure that I would be able to find the entire thing translated. Yeah. It's just a matter of searching. Yeah. And if we go back to our chat room here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, uh, we have some couple interesting things here. Uh, Gina Brick One says, I don't miss fan subs. Neither do I. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I don't to a certain extent. What I do miss 
is when you would watch a fan sub and they would translate the opening seat, the opening, the song to the opening anime, and it was like they did it like karaoke, so you could sing along to it. And the ending was like that too. And what was cool was if you were watching a series, if there was like two or more characters on screen talking at the same time, they would color code the subtitles so you know who was speaking. To, who was speaking. Mm-hmm. And also she says she picked up uh, Sailor Stars Volume 1, Part 1, but not big fan of the dub voices. Well, I, I, I'll say this. I won't sit here and, you know, beat around the bush about it. I won't sit here and fully defend uh, the, vo- the voice actors. They, I think they did a really good job for what they did. Uh, I think Alexandra M- Miller, who is uh, Makoto, I think her voice, her and Sherry Lay as Minaka, I think they were pretty spot on. I mean, in comparison to the original Deke Enterprises dub. I, I, I enjoy that. I found some clip from the Deke uh, dub of uh, Chibiusa talk, like, talking to Hotaru, and mm-hmm. like she's like panicking, and the Tweet that uh you know retweeted said like, yo dude, girls from New York actually talk like this. You need you need to link me to that to that later, okay? You need to, to message me that because I need to check that out. Yeah, I'm looking for it now. And I know I haven't favorited it. And you know, and and a lot of fans are actually happy about stars being trans being translated. And uh, me too. It just bothers me a lot of time. There are people who are like, you know what? F the, the Viz copies. I'm holding on to my fan subs. You're not helping the case. Granted, Sailor Moon, like Dragon Ball Z, is a freaking cash cow. Mm-hmm. You, you can't stop the rain on that. But still, show your support one way or another. I mean, yes, I had the fan subs of all 200 episodes. I When I knew, when I started buying them by volumes, I started deleting episodes. When I knew that I was going to end up collecting the entire series, I deleted them all. Uh, and that's what I did. And I've been supporting the fandom, believe you me, as per the Sailor Venus Shrine in my apartment here. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I get it. If you don't like the dub, watch it subtitled. That's all. You, you, you have a choice. And, you know, you don't have to get, like, the expensive collector's editions like I have. You can get the regular DVD ones that are pretty reasonable. Walmart and Amazon put them on sale all the time. But I will say this. If you do want the collector's one, get the get the Honey uh, plug-in and just monitor Best Buy and Amazon. You will catch good deals. I mean, I did pick up uh, Super's Part 2 for, like, 30 bucks. J- just saying. And this is the collector's edition here, so... I'm kind of happy about that. Eventually, I'll sit down and watch the, all of the dubs of them. So, we'll see. Been in a bit of a kick lately. Especially after watching um, My Girlfriend is a Gal. Great series. <sighs> yep, and as Bob Coffey says, there's no point in debating dub versus sub now when there's DVD and Blu-ray. You can just watch what you like. I mean, yeah. It used. I mean, when it was when it was the era of the VHS tapes, you paid twenty dollars for the dub, thirty dollars for the subtitle. Funimation rolled around, started dropping Tenchi on DVD, and like, oh, here's X amount of episodes for twenty bucks. Have at it. I was like, thank you. You know, <laughs> you 
your choices come together at one nice, neat little package. And as Gina says, she watches the Deke version sometimes for nostalgia. I get that. I mean, I do listen to, like, the full Moon Collection soundtrack, and it's really good because I do like some of the Deke interludes. Um, there is a YouTuber goes by the name of Delta Brony, but I think it's King Sparta X327. He did an MLP Sailor Moon Mario Kart Rainbow Road mashup, and it's actually really good. It, it, you get that Rainbow Road feel, you get that nostalgia Sailor Moon feel, because it's like a nice blend of the original, of the, it's the transformation music, so you get a nice blend of the Deke dub of it and the original uh, background, so... It's really good. Go check it out. You'll enjoy it. All right, now that we've completely derailed off the train and started rolling down the hill. Ari, uh, tell us about what Neil Gaiman had to say about Princess Mononoke. <clears throat> Let's see. American Gods and Sandman writer Neil Gaiman is credited with the English adaptation of Studio Ghibli's Princess Mononoke, but his name was never featured in advertising materials at the time. He commented on this issue on, on Twitter on Tuesday where he describes his involvement with the film as his biggest secret. Mm. <clears throat> uh, Mononoke was distributed in North America by Disney subsidiary, by Disney subsidiary Miramax. In the tweet, Game exposed that Studio Ghibli asked for the names of some Miramax Max executives to be removed from the poster in favor of Ghibli names. Gaiman's was one, the Gaiman's was one of the names that was removed. Note that his name is still in the films and credits. Mm. Gaiman also confirmed that he re received the opportunity upon recommendation from famed director Quentin Tarantino, who recommended Gaiman instead. So, that's a nice combination. That's definitely a great combination. At the time of its release in 97, Princess Mononoke was the most successful film at the Japanese box office. It remains the fourth, fourth highest grossing film in Japan after Spirited Away, Your Name, and Howl's Moving Castle. It's the seventh highest grossing film of all time at the Japanese box office. Mm. I might have to rewatch that. Quite a pedigree for this name, for this yeah. movie. Neil Gaiman is sort of like the sci fi geek god, you know, if you think about it. Or geek Jesus, you know, however. Be right back. No problem. And I thought I had muted sound effects and sh <laughs> Christ. I thought I fixed that. Alright, there we go. No, no, no notifications or anything like that. I don't need no sounds, no nothing. Don't need that. Thank you. Alright. Now that we got that out of the way, let's see what else do we have here. Oh, my couple of articles. All right, let's go ahead and get that and get the ball rolling with that. And yet we still made up for good time. All right, so Hayao Miyazaki is going to be honored. And I'm going to say again, because it's most likely is not the first time this man has been honored. He is going to be honored with the 2019 Sklar Creative Visionary Award. And as it says here in regards to our story, Ryman Arts is thrilled that the legendary Hayao Miyazaki will be the next recipient of the Sklar Creative Visionary Award. His incredible work has advanced the art of visual storytelling and influenced an entire generation while inspiring us all. As said by Ryman Arts Board President and 
and president and creative executive at the Hatema Group, Phil Hatema. And yet he had, and yet Hayao said something along the lines of anime was a mistake. Oh, that meme that will never die. Nope. <laughs> Which is why I said anime was a mistake was a mistake. <laughs> well, it is true. He is regarded as a great animation filmmaker. He was Miyazaki was also presented an honorary Oscar for a lifetime achievement back in 2014. And as we discussed previously, you know. He has done My Neighbor Totoro, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, Ponyo, The Wind Rises. Um, I also saw, I think it was The Cat Returns, which is a good film, and one of my personal favorites, Kiki's Delivery Service. I still remember walking into the store, buying it on VHS, and a couple of people, the cashier's just looking at me funny. I'm just like, just staring right back, like, as if this is a big effing deal. Mm. Anywho, let's see. Now, every time we talk about this company, they're they're going they're doing a Kickstarter for an anime, and it's always been a one hundred percent accuracy that they hit their goal the same day. And I remember coming back from my friend's um, wedding engagement party. I I think Mako had texted me a reminder that, that this Kickstarter was going live, and I'm on my phone trying to basically, you know, get on there and get it, and I locked in because there's only a limited amount that I, of them I could get, and it was for Gunsmith Cat. I got my... I locked in. I, and I think they're shipping later this year, so I can't wait. But Animigo put up a Kickstarter for Megazone 23. For a Blu-ray release. Now, the goal was $100,000. And they launched it last Saturday. 24 hours later, they hit their goal. And I just gotta say, wow. Just wow. I'm back. Welcome back. By the way, I finally found the uh, video I was telling you about. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I uh, repo. I uh, retweeted it. I thought you were gonna message at me directly because I'm probably is a good possibility I'm not going to see it. Oh, I'll do that later too. Yeah, I I greatly appreciate that, friendo. Now this release of Megazone Twenty Three is going to have the expanded version that was on Japanese Blu-ray, which gives you parts one and two. Anime Goes will come with the English dub for both tra- for both trailers, a commentary track, and an art book that will be probably about 100 pages long. The anim- animator Gaku Miao and character designer Haruhiko Mikimoto have agreed to provide new material for this release, which is pretty cool. Now, you're going to have some... They got some stretch goals going, uh, which gets you a commentary track by Miao and Hiroki Sato. New illustration of Eve by Mikimoto. An eight-page manga as well. That's pretty cool. They also want to add a ser- music videos that were in the Japanese Blu-ray release, as well as the English dubs by Streamline Pictures and Manga Entertainment. But given licensing, it may not be there, so, don't, so do not hold them to that. Now, some of those you don't know, Megazone 23 began with an 
1985 motorcycle robot anime that popularized the OVA market. The late anime director Noburo Ishigo, who worked on Yamato, I think we all know that one, collaborated mm-hmm. with his Macross and Orgus character designer Haruhiko Mikimoto, that who we just discussed, uh, who has worked on Gunbuster and Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, which is a very good anime. If you want something that's gorier than Attack on Titan in a short little package, there you go. On a train, even better. And they also teamed up with mechanical designer Shinji Aramaki, who worked on Mospada, Bubblegum Crisis, and Appleseed. And that's pretty cool. Since then, there's been two sequel OVA projects that came out in 86 and 89. Yes. And as uh, Bob Coffey tells us, Ishiguro also worked on Macross. Thank you for the heads up on that, friend. Appreciate that. Now, I believe we talked about this uh, on an episode a couple of years back. Uh, Studio AIC, known for Tenchi Muyo, and a couple of other uh, titles. They ran a crowdfunding for a new Megazone 23 sequel, and it met their goal of 10 million yen. So they're hoping to greenlight a production for an anime series. So they end. So what they did was they launched another crowdfunding campaign last year to follow up, but it only met twenty five percent. Well, at least we get something out of it. But in the long run, with the, with AIC's crowdfunding, they're going to remake twenty Megazone twenty three and part two stories. So I would. Uh, it, it, this kind of reminds me of how when everybody was hyped about Sailor Moon Crystal, they're happy that they're going to see the original story manga is done as it should be. And my response on a friend's uh, Facebook comments about it was, now we get to see it in pure HD. And everyone was like, ooh. Something like this. I mean, I think seeing this in HD with updated technology, that's going to be really awesome. Even just an HD remake alone would have been worth it. True. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got that out of the way. Mako, can you wrap it up for us? Sure. Awesome. So, something else that's celebrating its 50th anniversary is Saze-san. And they're actually going to be doing a special live-action segment on their show showing their future in 20 years. Wow. Um, So it's going to have a special anime segment and a special live action segment. Um, It's going to be featuring the entire family obviously. Um, The anime segment of the special will bring in fantasy elements as it depicts the past of Saze's family as well as a family trip. Um... Earlier this year, the staff chose 28 families from Tokyo's Asahigoka district, which is the setting of Sazesan, to be animated into this series. And this anniversary special segment will feature three of those families. Mm. Um, And then the family names are even going to appear in the segment as well. The live action is going to depict the family 20 years into the future and this segment is going to serve as a follow-up to the september sequel stage play 
that imagines the family 10 years into the future. So... You know what it reminds me of? You really need to... Hmm. You know what it reminds me of? As long as this show's been going on, it reminds me of those episodes of The Simpsons when they would show what their lives would be like in, like, whatever arbitrary year in a future. Oh, yeah, I remember that episode. It was around Lisa Simpson, right? One of them was. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that one, yeah. And then... The actual year rolls by and just like, eh, nothing changes. In <laughs> memory yeah. of a real tree. But, yeah, but this, you really need to be into Saze-san to be able to get it all. Especially since they're going to be basing one of these specials on one of the stage plays. Seriously, a half a century of lore? Have fun. And you thought um, your favorite webcomic had a big archive. Yeah. And then and also uh, this Sunday's episode of the anime is going to be the final one for uh, Hideyuki Tanaka, who is retiring from voicing um, Masu Fuguto. Uh, Masa Fuguta. Um, and she's been doing that voice since uh 1978 wow it's almost like that's how long as a voice actress for goku has been going you know yeah goku and his kids yep now yeah so that's that's gonna be pretty big special right there and I'm looking at how it has the Guinness World Record for longest running animated television series and I remember you know people arguing that One Piece is the longest running anime <laughs> and then it's like yeah, no. then, then you're getting a tap on the shoulder from Detective Colin that says hold my beer you know longest running now here goes Sase-san tapping Conan on the shoulder going hold my sake I don't think I don't think that's plausible. And they're not even and they're not even listening to the Simpsons, you know, trying to chime in just like, yeah, yeah, just sit over there, kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and as Gina says, she loves live action adaptations. Yeah, live action adaptations are pretty cool. I mean, I have watched a live action Ron one half film mm, more times than I really should. I just say it, you know. I wish that series got a reboot. You know, that would have been nice. But mm. everybody's riding that Inuyasha train. I'm just like, y'all need to stop. <laughs> oh, here's a question here that Ma- for you, Michael. You might, or a comment here, you might be able to figure or, or get an answer to. She says she wished that they had dubbed more Detective Conan and they shouldn't have stopped. Um, from what I'm remembering, because they dubbed it so long ago, I'm pretty sure it was licensing. Mm. So, um, whatever came over was basically the end of the license and they never renewed it or some something to that effect. Aren't, aren't they still subtitling it? Uh, that I don't know. Mm. I If they are, they're still far behind. 
just from how many episodes are out now in Japan. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't think... I don't know if they're, like, keeping up with actually translating the series. Mm. I could have sworn it was. If not Funimation Crunchyroll, I could have sworn um, I'm pretty sure one of them is doing it, but again, I don't, I, I couldn't even tell you how much they had actually been doing. Mm. Like, I figured they would do some of the movies, or at least just given Lupin's popularity, they would do the crossover movies, right. but they didn't even translate those. Which is what I've been freaking jonesing for a translation for those two movies. Because all I have right now are fan subs. Mm. And they're okay, but I want legit copies. Best thing to do is find import the, import the Devia Blu-ray and just follow along with a translated script. Okay, so Crunchyroll is currently streaming numbers 754 to the current uh, episode. Mm. Um, so whatever was before that is either no longer on Crunchyroll or they did not get the licensing for it. But Japan is on 951 episodes. It's nuts to think about. And yeah, let's see. The latest episode 953 will air on September 7th of this year. Mm. Slowly counting down towards a thousand. Well, you figure the manga itself is at 96 volumes. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th that's one of those that if you're going to collect a series, this is probably the only series you're ever going to collect. Mm. Because you're not going to have room for anything else. I'm picturing that. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Now that we now that we got that out of the way, it's time for the part of the show that you all really enjoy. Meanwhile, in Japan, let's be honest, y'all didn't come here to hear about what's going on in anime and cosplay and conventions. Y'all just want to hear us react to some of these articles that Mako-chan gives us. And I called dibs on the first one. Oh man, I wanted that one. <laughs> I'll take the second one then. Okay. Okay, here's one for you. A man was arrested for spraying a Japanese public broadcasting fee collector with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> so 
This happened uh, last week. An NHK representative knocked on a on a person's door. Um, three, an unidentified 34-year-old Vietnamese man. Basically, the conversation was not reported, but, but what was going on was the NHK collector was going around collecting fees. Basically, in Japan, NHK is the public broadcasting, and instead of whereas here in the U.S., PBS is paid for by the government and viewers like you, in Japan, these dutiful collectors walk around and collect the fees. And it's gotten bad where these collectors get caught in the middle. It's just, it's just their job. Basically, these collectors will come to your door, expect you to sign a license agreement, and they will not leave until you sign off on it. Now, even if you don't watch NHK, even if you don't own a TV, you still gotta sign and pay, sign and pay. I can imagine where problems would arrive. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the NHK collector came to and tried to answer the door. I mean, tried to collect from the, from the guy behind the door, and we assume he took the fire extinguisher, turned on full blast to get him out of his face. And after that, the NHK collector called the police and filed charges against the man, the Vietnamese man, who was in Japan training as a technical intern. The suspect reportedly told police, I didn't understand what the other person was saying. What? I can kind of understand. I, I totally get that. But as social media, they were mixed back and forth. But in this case... They were in full support of the suspect. Because as you can tell, Japanese netizens do not like the NHK. Comments such as, well done. This guy is totally in the right. He was being forced to sign a contract that he couldn't fully understand. Crush NHK. <laughs> this wouldn't even be a problem if they just scrambled the channel already. And the last comment here, called Takia... Bana helped this man. This is in reference to the leader of Enkoku, Takashi Takibana, who is serving in the House of Counselors. He is somebody that's behind um, you know, the, uh, pro, uh, protecting the NHK. Fair enough. But in regards to this, maybe this will have the gov Japanese government kind of reevaluate how to do this. Maybe we'll get a new reform on, on this, because I think it, it, you shouldn't have to collect, send people out to sign these forms and collect fees. I think you lose more money sending people out to do it than actually bringing in. Because if this happens again, the NHA collector might get hit with something else and it won't be good. You know, what you know what reminds me of? You know, the whole spray out of fire extinguisher? Yeah. Do you ever see the movie Hot Fuzz? Yes, I have. Twice. Like, did you say cool off? No, I didn't say any anything, actually. Shame. Casually mm. loading up a shotgun. <laughs> mm. Isn't it crazy? Did you say cool off? 
Shame. <laughs> All right. That's where my mind. That's where my mind drifted to. Fair enough. I'll give you that. All right. You said you want to take the second story, right? Sure. Go for it. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Not that one. Japanese cat people love cats because they're sundere, according to psychologists. Mm. I'll just link this in the chat and leave it at that. <clears throat> it's no secret Japan loves cats. This is after all the country has cat phone batteries, crepe cat beds, and cat Pokemon cosplay hoods. But why does, but why does Japan have such a soft spot for Nyanko as it calls its kitties? That's a question internet portal Joshi Spop would to it's psychology expert Hiragi, who analyzed feedback from numerous cat owners to figure out what exactly makes them so appealing. Obviously, cuteness is a big factor, disarming meows and occasionally, you know, warbling yowls. <laughs> Enticing aromatic paws. I'm not clicking that link. <clears throat> Among their charm points, but the investigator led to another conclusion. They love them because they're Sundere. It's a mashup of Sun Sun, Thorn, like. Thornily standoffish and dere dere, intensely sweet and affectionate. As a personality trait, Sundere describes someone who switches back and forth between emotionally clinging and wanting nothing to do with you based on their momentary mood and capricious circumstances. And it's been one of the more popular archetypes for anime character love interests. Also, fits cats who have no qualms about responding to your attempts to entice them with, to play with nothing but cold glances until you give up and leave them alone. Only to saunter over as soon as you start doing something else and the man immediately petting and cuddling, purring with such delight that you wonder why they didn't just accept your advances in the first place. <laughs> so yeah, cats are Oscar, apparently. <laughs> wow. Don't blame me, I'm I'm just like oh. You're just a messenger, I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, if the cats could call you Baka, they would. Mm. They do. It's when they when they smack you in a, in a particular way. Mm -hmm. All right, Mako-chan. So yeah, I. I kind of want one. Um, I, why anyway. am I not surprised? Oh, never. Uh, uh. We'll save that for a, for a special edition of our podcast. We're just yes. jumping right on this hand grenade, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, so uh, there's a new blanket coming out in Japan. Um, it's called Udon for Sleeping and takes inspiration from Japan's favorite noodle. Kyoto-based Golden Field knows a thing or two about sleep. Um, they manage the Goku no Kimochi massage parlor chain that specializes in head massages that are so successful at helping customers drift off into sweet slumbering bliss that there's currently a three-month waiting period for reservations. Something, something, um, happy ending joke. Yeah. Oh, with happy ending, you get, you get egg roll. So, uh, 
their latest project has thought has uh, been to rethink betting and so they started with the uh, standard blanket or down comforter and tried to figure out how to recreate you know something better so their breakthrough is instead of a solid rectangular blanket which locks you into one configuration and heat distribution a grid of blanket noodles will allow for instant customization and it's meant to be paired with a mesh top covering and you can bunch up the noodles to give you more warmth while sticking your limbs between the strands can cool you down as well as give you support for your arms, legs, or an emotional, comforting huggy pillow to squeeze as you snooze. The result is that the Udon for sleeping lets you warm your body, creating the optimal condition in which to fall asleep, but also to keep your core temperature cool enough so that you'll sleep deeply until morning, instead of waking up sweaty and unrested halfway through the night. Mm. Uh, the, the initial batch of pre-order models sold out almost immediately. I'm not surprised. Mm. The, uh, one that is out right now is priced at about $156. It can be ordered through the Golden Fields website if you're interested. And basically this thing... Yeah, it looks like tentacle... You know, it looks like tentacle-like noodles and it's fucking weird but you still want it i i i kind of do but at I'm the fairly, same time i'm fairly certain half the people who bought this thing bought it just so they could live out their tentacle hentai fantasies yeah yeah this thing does not really look like it's going to keep you warm at all mm -hmm. it is literally just I don't know. I Plush mean, tubes running from your head down to your feet. I don't know, but it, but you are inside like a bagging, a plas a bagging of sorts. So it's just a mess. They look it's, like yeah. plastic pool noodles. Yeah. yeah. I guess foam pool. Foam, yeah, foam pool noodles. Yeah, I mean it, it. If you look at the one where it shows the woman completely covered, she's still not completely covered. I mean, the mesh is there, but it's not really contributing in any way. Um, just basically keeping the noodles to one specific area instead of having them go all over the bed. Uh, I, I think the way I sleep, since I sleep with a fan because I like to curl up under the blankets, uh, this definitely would not work. It does not mean I don't want one. I'm like... I'm looking at this like, oh, great, it's my freaking CPAP hose cranked up to 11 and multiplied. Maximum overdrive! Although not for nothing, I could see somebody, like, folding it in half lengthwise and sticking it inside one of the uh, body covers, the body pillow covers. Yeah. Because it's all noodly <laughs> and holy. 
So your favorite body pillow crush is gonna have multiple dicks now? I'm done! Done! <laughs> done! Good night! Done! <laughs> done! Well, I didn't want to say that, but can, can you really reaction call... was perfect. Yeah, but can you really call them dicks when they're basically gathered together at the top and bottom? It's not like you can insert them into anything. That won't stop people from trying. No, but it won't stop people from inserting things into that. That's where I was getting at. Well, we we, we both took different paths to arrive at the same destination. Off a fucking cliff. Yeah, pretty much. I'm ready to call it a night now. I think Ronma is after that, too. I think Ronma's ready to kill somebody after that. Crazy's gonna fucking reverse code, his reverse virtualization through his computer and he pop still out of my has, He still has not recovered from this. <laughs> you guys on Twitch cannot me. see this, but he is on our video since we're on Skype and he is literally he cannot even he is at the point of not being able to even <laughs> oh 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 and there, goes, there goes the entire headset off and he oh, walked away than that. <laughs> oh god oh so not only can he not even, he cannot odd as well. <laughs> no one else can see that, unfortunately. You've driven him to drink, damn you! I wasn't even trying that hard this time. That's how you do it when you're not trying is what you do the most amount of damage. Every time when we're, when Mako is not here and we do the news, she throws it together and does more damage. Or do you not remember a few weeks ago where she double-cracked Ichigo's skull with the news? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> you made me break out the, the good bottle of, of, of beverage, okay? Damn. This is a $300 bottle. The f- The yeah. hell? Yeah, it's a three hundred dollar bottle I got for free for my last shop. Oh, yeah. Oh well, no money out of your pocket then. Then yeah, that, that's exactly. Cool. And there's a reason why that <laughs> stays in my house. I think it's time to wrap shit up. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you like the show, tell a friend. They will in turn tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So if you have any questions about the show tonight or anything in prior episodes that you want to reach out, podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com, which I know is slightly out of dandy. Do some updates. It'll get done. But on our site, you will find our weekly podcast, 
anime reviews, convention reviews, cosplayer interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, links to our cosplay ga convention galleries, our YouTube page, editorials, and so much more. And that's AnimeJamSession.com. Hey, y'all need to put that damn tentacle away. God damn it, Mako. Yeah. And don't forget, if you have an Android phone or an iPhone or Windows mobile phone, you can take us on the go. iTunes, Google Podcasts, um, I think Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, any programs you use for following podcasting, look up Anime Jam Session and you'll find us. And these apps will give you an option to leave reviews, so drop us a line there. We'll, probably, we'll come across it. We appreciate that. And don't forget, you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and it's all Anime Jam Session. So I just want to say to everybody that's following us on our social media pages, thank you so much. We could not do this show without any of y'all. Last, now we'll go around the room. Last words, Ari. I ordered a new chair offline with a uh, line of credit that my union provided for me. And it'll probably be here. You'll probably see it next week because it's going to you know, arrive within by Sunday or so. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Last words, Mako-chan. I am going to enjoy the hell out of this weekend and just being able to relax. My last words, I'm going to rewatch my girlfriend's account OVA because I fell asleep on it. Then I'm going to relax, make dinner, and enjoy the air conditioning. So, that is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of our show. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. That did not sound convincing, but I'll take it at that. Good night, Mako-chan. Stop it. Lord. Alright, that's it. We're done. Good night, y'all. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>